Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of Mystery Bible. We have been looking at the life of Abraham, and uh, we've took a little pit stop right now, looking at an incident that happened in his um, when he was 900 years. We are studying the um, what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. The last episode we talked was just basically an introduction. I read to you guys the um, documentation uh, from the uh, standpoint of the Bible and from Jasher, the viewpoint, so that you can see what is stated in the Bible. But the book of Jasher gave us a little more information as to what was going on within that um, Sodom and Gomorrah region. And we talked about the two witnesses, a brief intro into the two witnesses. We talked about the season that the Jewish people or the Hebrew people believe that this visitation came from God with um, with uh, Abraham. It was it is believed to be the time of life in the uh, Jewish uh, calendar is the Passover, and we see the Passover here being expressed before it was um, uh, came about in Moses' time uh, when the children of Israel came out of uh, Egypt. But uh, we are going to take a deep dive into a little more as to the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. We are going to also take a look at the two witnesses. I read to you guys some scriptures in Deuteronomy that uh, before judgment, uh, you will have the two witnesses. We saw, we, we saw that with the two men going into Sodom and Gomorrah. We're going to look at uh, who these two men are are believed to be according to the Hebrew or um, uh, folk laws or belief system, as one would say. Uh, so this is going to be a nice podcast as far as getting some additional information, some insight as to what took place at Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, I'm so excited about this. So we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Mystery Bible. Uh, we've been looking into Sodom and Gomorrah. We are going to we uh, our texts have been basically uh, Genesis uh, 19, um, and we're looking at Yasher uh, 18. So let's pick up, um, and we see in 18 chapter 18 where these three messengers came to Abraham at the appointed time and says, and it's Mode, M-O-E-D, and in the Hebrew. Um, a tradition that is called the time of life, uh, which is in mentioned in Genesis 19, and uh, um, we see that uh, uh, 
the belief is that this was around that time or the Passover time when uh, these men came and uh, sat down with um, with uh, Lot. And the reason why that is the, the, say, they say that is because of what he gave to them. And um, he gave them unleavened bread. And we know that in the Jewish tradition, that's usually at the time of Passover. And uh, it is believed that this particular time when this incident happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, it was the spring um, equinox. Uh, so that's the timeline by which this is believed to be happening. And we see in Genesis 19, 2-3, where it talks about um, Lot insisted that they came and these two men, the witnesses, uh, came and um, uh, into his house. We see that he's giving them unleavened bread in Genesis 19, uh, 2 to 3. So we're going to take a look at the, the reason why God sent these two witnesses. We're going to go into the two witnesses um, in a little while, but what I wanted to do was fo focus first on the sins of, um, of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, or uh, what caused God to send these uh, witnesses. And let's take a look at uh, Yasher 18.9, and I'll read that, and uh, then we'll go into our discussion. And when they had done eating, one of them said to him, I will return to thee according to the time of life, and Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And the men afterwards departed and went their way to the place to which they, went, they, they were sent. In those days all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and of the whole five cities were exceedingly wicked and sin sinful against Yahweh, or against God. And they provoked Yahweh with their admonition, ab abomination, sorry, and they strengthened in aging uh, um, uh, and scornful behavior before Yahweh, and their wickedness and crimes were in those days great before Yahweh. And they had in their land a very extensive valley, about half a day's walk, and in it there were fountains of water and a great deal of herbage surrounding the water. So this is a description of a really beautiful place um, as far as what it looked like. You and I know in the history of, of of the world, we know that now it's a desert, place of desert, um, where Gomorrah is in Sodom and Gomorrah, and science has found, they believe they have located uh, the area by which these two places existed. So we see that from uh, this description, that it's a really, really beautiful place. And all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah went there four times in the year. They were sun worshippers. Um, and as uh, they custom, their custom, they had the four times being the summer, the winter, the spring, and the autumn. And you had in the summer and the winter the solace of summer and winter, and the springtime you had and autumn you had the equinox. And with their women and their children and all belonging to them, and they rejoice with their timbrels and dance. So it means that these guys brought everything, meaning their slaves and all of that uh, household, all of their household were at this party and they were having a good time. 
He goes and tells us a little more as to what they did in his party. And in the time of rejoicing, they were all uh, they would all rise up and lay hold of their neighbors' uh, wives, and some the virgin daughters of their neighbors, and they enjoyed them. And each man saw his woman or wife and daughter in the hands of his neighbor, and did not say a word. And we know um, in Christianity, and, and one of the things that I, you hear me talk about Western Christianity and Eastern Christianity, I believe there is a difference. The difference being this: um, when the the birth of Western Christianity was uh, at the Nicene Council. We know that uh, Constantine was a part of that. And Constantine, history says that he was a sun worshiper as well. And that uh, he and a priest came up with the idea because he needed the Christians. There were war at the time and he needed them, their participation. And so he, they came up with this story about him being, um, he had a dream and he saw the cross and he put that on as their, their logo. In our days, it's logo in their, in their days was the crest. And so as a, re, as a result of doing that, he was able to um, gather the support from the Christians at the time. And he was, um, able to turn his war now into a holy war and that was the birth of how we we got into all of the different things with the crusaders and all the good things but at that um, um, council of nicene these guys were arguing about um, stuff that was already decided within the uh, the um, the Jewish or Eastern uh, Christianity, who God was, who Jesus was, who the Holy Spirit was, all of these things were already decided. Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? So those questions that they were asking and debating about in uh, the Western Christianity was already decided within uh, Eastern Christianity. But they did something else even further that I believe damaged um, how the Word of God was brought to us. Uh, they took out a lot of books that in those time, in the culture of Jesus, the disciples, and uh, the Christian, the early Christians of that time, these books were a part of their studies because we know Jesus mentioned them, we know Jew, Jude mentioned them, we know Paul mentioned them. Uh, the book of Enoch was one of those, the book of Jubilees, the book of Yasher. Um, they are books that are mentioned and they would use to study that at the Nicene Council they took away and they call those books heresy and hid it from the people and I believe they did that because they tried and they, they're I believe they kept us ignorant and I believe the church today is ignorant because we do not have that information and because we don't have that information we don't understand truly who we are but if you had that information about the Nephilims how they came about who they were because in Christianity I for some reason being ignorant to the information they taught us that um, evil spirits were fallen angels and there's no such thing in the book of Enoch it tells us that these evil spirits are the spirits the disembodied spirits of the Nephilims and so 
once you have that information and you know because uh, in the book of Enoch it also said that these guys said that they will war against uh, mankind and that uh, uh, they will do their best to destroy mankind and the Bible tells us that these guys were the ones that recognized Jesus and they said you came here to to punish us before our time and all these type stuff so they knew that Jesus was coming and when they saw him they recognized we know who you are and they asked him can you get us can you let us go into the pigs and I always use that story to tell people that God is interested in answering your prayers because if he can answer the prayers of some Nephilim spirits evil spirits I am sure he will answer yours for the Bible says ask and it shall be given uh, seek and he shall find so that's my little rant uh, going off there but I believe that um, the birth of uh, Western Christianity was uh, was given birth with politics and being um, Constantine was was dealing with politics and he had a church and that's what we're seeing in Western Christianity today and I know a lot of people get upset because of how the church behaves in in conjunction um, with uh, uh, politicians but that's how they were given birth Western Christianity was birth in um, with uh, mixed with with um, uh, uh, um, politics in the days of Eastern Christianity those men and those prophets when they went to the king they speak they spoke truth to power these guys today do not do that they look and they love the power and so you see all the prophets in the, uh, of old days are men and women of God that spoke truth to power and th these guys uh, did not mix one or, or the other but um, we see the church today just clamoring for that type of power and association with politics and politicians and I believe that is the sin of the Christian church and uh, I don't believe that the Western Christianity Church is I believe we practice paganism and I'll explain to you why uh, so now we see that uh, this sun worship uh, Constantine was a sun worshiper. If you, if you study the history of Constantine, you will find out for yourself and, and not lose it because you hear me talking about it. But uh, the sun worshipers, they uh, worship those seasons as we talk about the winter and the summer solace and the spring and the autumn uh, equinox. And it is believed that this particular incident happened within the spring uh, um, equinox. Now, Easter, our Easter that we... Um, uh, that we celebrate that is the spring equinox so that is a part of church now Christian Christianity the Christmas that you and I celebrate um, that is the winter solace and so you have these type things um, being brought into the church these paganist belief system uh, being adapted into the church how can we have power because there's scripture that tells us don't put gifts on the trees I mean if we want to get a little crazy about stuff but um, we see why these things are here and so Western Christianity is mixed with um, lots of paganist paganistic belief and paganistic rituals that we are now trying to figure out why and how come we don't have power how Jesus said in the end he said um, greater things shall shall you do than me 
but once I go um, to the Father, we are not seeing those things. And I believe it's simply because the church lacks its power because we have uh, married ourselves uh, with paganistic belief. And until we come out from that, we will never ever walk in the power that God in, uh, um, has in place for us. And it is my hope that you and I, uh, the sons of God, the Bible calls us, the sons of God, uh, beloved, now are you the sons of God, the Bible states. And so as sons of God, we ought not to be celebrating paganistic um, uh, holidays and, and uh, um, you know, rituals and so forth. I know it's harsh to, 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 to talk about, but the Bible separates us. It says we are of two kingdoms. We are in this world, but not of this world. There's a kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of God. And you and I need to understand and we need to look at the world from that lens. And there, if we look at the world from that lens, then we are not going to partake in those things that are of the kingdom of darkness or that is uh, to feed the flesh, to have authority over um, and, and to be uh, subjected to the flesh. The Bible requires us to walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So uh, this thing that Western Christianity is, is, has become, it is absolutely sickening to watch men and women that are fighting against the even the leadership that um, is um, voted into a country. God says that he put them there. So my question is, if God said that he put them there, and we have men and women who are supposed to be Christians, leaders, fighting those men that are put in place, then who are we, what side are we on? We need to be we need to be serious about this thing. You can't do that. If God says, I put them in there, what I want you to do is to pray for them. Then that is our responsibility as being in this new kingdom and new citizens in this kingdom. If you love me, keep my commandments. Don't go fighting against God because you don't want to be an enemy against God. And if you do that, you're putting yourself in jeopardy. And this is what Western Christianity has become because they were birthed within the arena of politics and we're watching it day in and day out on the screens in our television and on Sunday mornings you hear these pastors talking against leadership that is being put there by God you go into the scriptures and you'll see God said I put them there so if he put them there then you and I have to just be obedient and do what he says and he says pray for them so what I'm gonna do is take a break I know I ranted a little about this but I wanted you to get a fullness as, as to what we have become uh, in the church. I believe that we are a um, we are practicing uh, um, more than anything else uh, uh, these different uh, paganistic belief system within the church and expect to have power. There's no way we can do that until we separate ourselves. The Scripture says and start behaving as the true sons of God. The world will never see. Uh, what our Father is all about. And there's a group, the Bible always says, that God has a, a remnant. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back and we'll focus a little on the two witnesses.
Welcome back to Mystery Bible. Uh, we've been looking into Sodom and Gomorrah. We are going to we uh, our texts have been basically uh, Genesis uh, 19, um, and we're looking at Yasher uh, 18. So let's pick up, um, and we see in 18 chapter 18 where these three messengers came to Abraham at the appointed time and says, and it's Mode, M-O-E-D, and in the Hebrew. Um, a tradition that is called the time of life, uh, which is in mentioned in Genesis 19, and uh, um, we see that uh, uh, the belief is that this was around that time or the Passover time when uh, these men came and uh, sat down with um, with uh, Lot. And the reason why that is the, the, say, they say that is because of what he gave to them. And um, he gave them unleavened bread. And we know that in the Jewish tradition, that's usually at the time of Passover. And uh, it is believed that this particular time when this incident happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, it was the spring um, equinox. Uh, so that's the timeline by which this is believed to be happening. And we see in Genesis 19, 2-3, where it talks about um, Lot insisted that they came and these two men, the witnesses, uh, came and um, uh, into his house. We see that he's giving them unleavened bread in Genesis 19, 2-3. Uh, so we're going to take a look at the the reason why God sent these two witnesses. We're going to go into the two witnesses um, in a little while, but what I wanted to do was fo focus first on the sins of um, of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, or uh, what caused God to send these uh, witnesses. And let's take a look at uh, Yasher 18.9, and I'll read that, and uh, then we'll go into our discussion. And when they had done eating, one of them said to him, I will return to thee according to the time of life, and Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And the men afterwards departed and went their way to the place to which they, went, they, they were sent. In those days, all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and of the whole five cities were exceedingly wicked and sin sinful against Yahweh, or against God. And they provoked Yahweh with their admonition, ab abomination, sorry, and they strengthened in aging uh, um, uh, and scornful behavior before Yahweh. And their wickedness and crimes were in those days great before Yahweh. And they had in their land a very extensive valley, about half a day's walk, and in it there were fountains of water and a great deal of herbage surrounding the water. So this is a description of a really beautiful place um, as far as what it looked like. You and I know in the history of, of of the world, we know that now it's a desert, place of desert, um, where Gomorrah is in Sodom and Gomorrah, and science has found, they believe they have located uh, the area by which these two places existed. So we see that from uh, this description, that it's a really, really beautiful place. And all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah went there four times in the year. They were sun worshippers. Um, 
and as uh, they custom their custom they had the four times being the summer the winter the spring and the autumn and you had in the summer and the winter the solace of summer and winter and the springtime you had and autumn you had the equinox and with their women and their children and all belonging to them and they rejoice with their timbrels and dance so it means that these guys brought everything meaning their slaves and all of that uh, household all of their household were at this party and they were having a good time it goes and tells us a little more as to what they did in this party and in the time of rejoicing they were all uh, they would all rise up and lay hold of their neighbors uh, wives and some the virgin daughters of their neighbors and they enjoyed them and each man saw his woman or wife and daughter in the hands of his neighbor and did not say a word and we know um in christianity and, and one of the things that i you hear me talk about western christianity and eastern christianity i believe there is a difference the difference being this um when the the birth of western christianity was uh, at the nicene council we know that uh, constantine was a part of that and constantine history says that he was a sun worshiper as well and that uh, he and a priest came up with the idea because he needed the christians there were war at the time and he needed them their participation and so he they came up with this story about him being um, he had a dream and he saw the cross and he put that on as their their logo in our days it's logo in their day, in their days was the crest and so as a re, as a result of doing that he was able to um gather the support from the christians at the time and he was um able to turn his war now into a holy war and that was the birth of how we we got into all of the different things with the crusaders and all the good things but at that um um council of nicene these guys were arguing about um stuff that was already decided within the uh the um the Jewish or Eastern uh, Christianity who God was who Jesus was who the Holy Spirit was all of these things were already decided Jesus asked Peter who do you say that I am so those questions that they were asking and debating about in uh the western christianity was already decided within uh eastern christianity but they did something else even further that i believe damaged um how the word of god was brought to us uh they took out a lot of books that in those time in the culture of Jesus the disciples and uh the christian the early christians of that time these books were a part of their studies because we know Jesus mentioned them we know Jude Jude mentioned them we know Paul mentioned them uh the book of Enoch was one of those the book of jubilees the book of Yasher um their books that are mentioned and they would use to study that at the Nicene Council they took away and they called those books heresy and hid it from the people and i believe they did that because they tried and they they 
I believe they kept us ignorant. And I believe the church today is ignorant because we do not have that information. And because we don't have that information, we don't understand truly who we are. But if you had that information about the Nephilims, how they came about, who they were, because in Christianity, I, for some reason, being ignorant to the information, they taught us that um, evil spirits were fallen angels. And there's no such thing. In the book of Enoch, it tells us that these evil spirits are the spirits, the disembodied spirits of the Nephilims. And so once you have that information and you know, because in the book of Enoch, it also said that these guys said that they will war against uh, mankind and that uh, uh, they will do their best to destroy mankind. And the Bible tells us that these guys were the ones that recognized Jesus. And they said, you came here to, to punish us before our time and all these type of stuff. So they knew that Jesus was coming. And when they saw him, they recognized, we know who you are. And they asked him, can you, get us, can you let us go into the pigs? And I always use that story to tell people that God is interested in answering your prayers. Because if he can answer the prayers of some Nephilim spirits, evil spirits, I am sure he will answer yours. For the Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Uh, seek and he shall find. So that's my little rant uh, going off there. But I believe that... Um, the birth of uh, Western Christianity was uh, was given birth with politics and being um, Constantine was was dealing with politics and he had the church and that's what we're seeing in Western Christianity today and I know a lot of people get upset because of how the church behaves in in conjunction um, with uh, uh, politicians but that's how they were given birth Western Christianity was birth in um, with uh, mixed with with um, uh, uh, um, politics in the days of Eastern Christianity, those men and those prophets, when they went to the king, they speak they spoke truth to power. These guys today do not do that. They look and they love the power, and so you see all the prophets in the, uh, of old days are men and women of God that spoke truth to power and th these guys uh, did not mix one or, or the other but um, we see the church today just clamoring for that type of power and association with politics and politicians and I believe that is the sin of the Christian church and uh, I don't believe that the Western Christianity Church is, I believe we practice paganism, and I'll explain to you why. Uh, so now we see that uh, this sun worship, uh, Constantine was a sun worshiper. If you, if you study the history of Constantine, you will find out for yourself and, and not lose it because you hear me talking about it. But uh, the sun worshipers, they uh, worship those seasons as we talk about the winter, and the summer solace and the spring and the autumn uh, equinox and it is believed that this particular incident happened within the spring uh, um, equinox now easter our easter that we um, uh, that we celebrate that is the spring equinox so that is a part of church now christian christianity the christmas that you and i celebrate um, that is the winter solace and so you have these type things um, being 
brought into the church, these paganist belief system uh, being adapted into the church, how can we have power? Because there's scripture that tells us don't put gifts on the trees. I mean, if we want to get a little crazy about stuff, but um, we see why these things are here. And so Western Christianity is mixed with um, lots of paganist, paganistic belief and paganistic rituals that we are now trying to figure out why and how come we don't have power. How Jesus said in the end, he said, um, greater things shall, shall you do than me who once I go um, to the Father. We are not seeing those things. And I believe it's simply because the church lacks its power because we have uh, married ourselves uh, with paganistic belief. And until we come out from that, we will never ever walk in the power that God in, uh, um, has in place for us. And it is my hope that you and I, uh, the sons of God, the Bible calls us, the sons of God, uh, beloved, now are you the sons of God. The Bible states. And so as sons of God, we ought not to be celebrating paganistic um, uh, holidays and, and uh, um, you know, rituals and so forth. I know it's harsh to, 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 to talk about, but the Bible separates us. It says we are of two kingdoms. We are in this world, but not of this world. There's a kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of God. And you and I need to understand and we need to look at the world from that lens. And there, if we look at the world from that lens, then we are not going to partake in those things that are of the kingdom of darkness or that is uh, to feed the flesh, to have authority over um, and, and to be uh, subjected to the flesh. The Bible requires us to walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So uh, this thing that Western Christianity is, is, has become, it is absolutely sickening to watch men and women that are fighting against the even the leadership that um, is um, voted into a country. God says that he put them there. So my question is, if God said that he put them there, and we have men and women who are supposed to be Christians, leaders, fighting those men that are put in place, then who are we, what side are we on? We need to be, we need to be serious about this thing. You can't do that. If God says, I put them in there, what I want you to do is to pray for them, then that is our responsibility as being in this new kingdom and new citizens in this kingdom. If you love me, keep my commandments. Don't go fighting against God because you don't want to be an enemy against God. And if you do that, you're putting yourself in jeopardy. And this is what Western Christianity has become because they were birthed within the arena of politics and we're watching it day in and day out on the screens in our television and on Sunday mornings you hear these pastors talking against leadership that is being put there by God you go into the scriptures and you'll see God said I put them there so if he put them there then you and I have to just be obedient and do what he says and he says pray for them so what I'm gonna do is take a break I know I ranted a little about this 
but I wanted you to get a fullness as, as to what we have become uh, in the church. I believe that we are a um, we are practicing uh, um, more than anything else uh, uh, these different uh, paganistic belief system within the church and expect to have power. There's no way we can do that until we separate ourselves, the scripture says, and start behaving as the true sons of God. The world will never see uh, what our Father is all about. And there's a group, the Bible always says, that God has a, a remnant. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back and we'll focus a little on the two witnesses. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode. Search for Mystery Bible on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, Outcasts, Radio Public, and many more. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode. 